0: The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad that you're joining us on the show today today. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a little bit, um, about weakness and strength and, um, pity parties and packing our bags, all kinds of, uh, things today. I guess the main question I want to ask today for everybody listening, or I just want to say, do you ever feel like you're at the end of your rope? You know, I feel like I've had a lot of people saying that to me recently. Um, I know that we've done a show on having, um, hope and encouragement through the holidays and, and we've, we've done lots of shows on, on having hope, but I still have a lot of people that I'm ministering to and even friends and family members that are calling me up, telling me, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm really I'm not just discouraged like I am at the end of my rope. I can't do this anymore. I'm so frustrated. Um I'm just over it. And that phrase just kept coming to me being at the end of our rope. You know, recently I can totally relate to this because I've been going through a particular situation with with one of my kids. And um you know, as a parent, you worry about your kids and you try to make life perfect and protect them. And, and, you know, like the Bible says, I'm trying to be all scriptural. And, you know, if you raise your kids in the way they should go, when they get older, they will not depart from it. And it just felt like for me recently, it's been about a year, actually, of just going through this really hard season with one of my boys. And as a mom, it has got me completely what I would call with my Southern vernacular. I've just been feeling completely wrung out, you know, like a wet dish rag, just completely wrung out. And it all kind of came to a head this past weekend. Some stuff came up and it was like similar situation of, of what this past year has been like. And I got in the car to run an errand out of the house and, and I was running to get some stuff at Walmart. And by the time I got, to the Walmart parking lot, you guys, and put the car in park. I couldn't hold it in anymore. You know, I just let it all out. I started crying and, um, really just having a fit in my car. There's no graceful way to word that. That's just exactly what I was doing. I was having a fit. I don't know if you've ever been through one of these moments. I don't know if you've ever really felt like you were at the end of your rope, but I totally felt that way in that moment in the parking lot. And I just started letting God have it. You know, I started telling him exactly what I was feeling and not only what I was feeling, but how I felt about what I was feeling. Do you hear me? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was ticked and I was sad and I was hurt and I was exhausted and I was scared and I was anxious and I was worried all at the same time. Like, and then I was mad that I was feeling that way and then I felt guilty because I felt mad. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just run through the whole gamut of your emotions. But I tell you what, I was so raw and just real with the Lord in a way that I probably haven't been with him about the situation since it started. To be honest with you, this conversation with him that I was having in the car at Walmart was probably long overdue. I have a feeling that the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, it's about time, <laughs> you know, get that off your chest because you've been holding that in. Um, You know, have you ever been through that? Have you ever been in a situation where you're, you're going through a hard thing and you're like, I absolutely cannot do this anymore. I can't do it another minute, another second. Like I'm done. I am completely at the end of my rope. And that's where I was. And And I think the biggest thing for me was I was so weary from the battle, you know, just the day in and the day out of the situation with my son and worrying about him and trying to fix it and, and trying to logically think it through. And you know, what are, what are the correct steps to help walk him through this? And what should I be saying? What should I not be saying? How should I handle this on top of that? How should I be praying for him? Um, You know, should I stand strong? Should I give in? Am I being too weak? Am I being too strong? You know, you just, you go back and forth because we're human and we care about our kids. We care about our loved ones. And, um, I was just exhausted from all that. I was exhausted about trying to fix it. I was exhausted about praying about it, about knowing how to pray about it, about just knowing what to do and trying to keep my chin up, so to speak, throughout the whole thing, you know? Um, it was really hard. I was weary, extremely weary from the battle. You know, it tells us in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, that he gives strength to the weary and he strengthens the powerless. And that's one of my favorite verses. Um, if you're weary from the battle, whatever battle you're in right now, let me just stop right here before we go on and say that he will strengthen you. He will meet you right where you're at. And he will strengthen you. And if you feel powerless, he will strengthen you. And so I'm sitting in that parking lot and I'm just pouring it all out, giving my frustrations to him, literally crying my eyes out to him. Um, just getting it off my chest. I probably sat there for over half an hour, you guys, and just let it all out. Every fear, every anxiety, um, every bit of it. I just poured it out to him. And I felt so much better after I did that. Like I said, I felt like it was the best possible thing I could have done. I wished I'd done it so much sooner, but I think sometimes we literally have to come to the end of ourselves, to the end of our rope, so to speak, to really feel that relief and that realization that, okay, I can't do this alone. I can't pretend that everything's great for another second. I can't fix it. It's out of my hands. It's out of my control. It's way above my pay grade. This is not a situation that I can handle on my own. I need me some Jesus. And that's kind of, that's exactly where I was at that day. Um, I poured it all out. And like I said, I felt so much better afterwards. And it reminds me of Isaiah again in chapter 41, this time, verse 10, Where it says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. And I think that's what had been going on with me, you guys. I felt so alone and I felt like I was doing it all by myself. And I felt like I had to be the one to fix it and I had to be the one to come up with the solution and I had to be strong. And, um, it's like the Lord was reminding me, yeah, pour it all out to me, Carla, because you can't contain it, get it all out of your system, you know, be honest about how you're feeling, be authentic in our relationship, you know, tell me what's going on, tell me how you feel so then I can get in there and heal it and help you and speak that situation and I just encourage you guys I don't know what you're going through I don't know what's making you feel like you're at the end of your rope or that you um, just can't do it another moment I encourage you don't don't do it another moment if that's what you're feeling get alone with the Lord and pour your heart out to him just like I did you know maybe you won't cry as much as me Good for you, but it was it was very cleansing for me to just let it all out and let those tears wash away um so much of the frustration and the anxiety that I was feeling. Sometimes a good cry is exactly what we need. But get along with him, whatever that looks like for you, and tell him how you're feeling. Let him know um that you just can't do it anymore by yourself. Let him step in, let the Holy Spirit lead you in how to pray and lead you in refreshing you and encouraging you and strengthening you. Let God in there. Let him do it. Don't waste another day trying to be tough, trying to hold up your end of the rope. You know, let God have it. I tell you what, I I felt so much better. I'd been holding in all that worry and fear and anxiety and frustration Um, all by myself, I, I really, I didn't want to let God down. I wanted to be strong and courageous. Like it tells us, you know, one of my favorite verses is in Deuteronomy 31. It's the verse I actually have sitting in my kitchen window at the kitchen sink where I'm at most of the time when I'm cooking dinner and, and doing dinner prep and cleaning the kitchen and stuff at night with my family. That verse is right there. And I put that verse there because I know that it's what God wants to remind me of the most. And it starts off, it's chapter 31 of Deuteronomy, verse six. It says, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them, for it is the Lord, your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And I love that verse so much. It's a great reminder to me, but I focus so much, you guys, I don't know if you do this, but I focus so much on the first part of that verse, be strong and courageous. And I'll just say that to myself, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. But I forget about the rest of it where it says the reason that you can be strong and courageous and not afraid is because it says for it's the Lord, your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And if you're trying to do what I was trying to do, which is I was trying to be strong and courageous on my own without remembering that it's the Lord that's with me that allows me to be strong and courageous. When I lean too heavily on my own strength and me trying to be strong and me trying to be brave and me trying to be tough and keep my chin up, I'm forgetting the promise here. The reason, the reason that the Lord asked me in the first place to be strong is because he is with me. He's the one that strengthens me. He's the one that makes me feel brave. And that's what he wants to do for you as well. He wants to remind you that he's there for you. You're not doing this on your own. This is not like you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, just suck it up and tough it out. That's, that's not what he's saying here. You guys, there's a time and a place for that when that's our part to partner with God and, and stop being afraid and step into it. But in this verse, he's saying the reason that you can be strong and courageous is because you remember that I am with you and that you remember that I am for you. The Lord, your God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. I encourage you to write down Deuteronomy 31, six, you guys use it whenever you need it. It has been a huge, huge help in, um, life first in my own life. So, you know, it tells us in, I believe it's Hebrews. Yeah. Hebrews chapter four verses 15 and 16 for, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. And that's why I felt so much better after I poured out my heart to him and why you will too, because it says right here in the word in Hebrews, we're not praying or speaking or like I was doing in my case, kind of like yelling and crying at the Lord. Um, We're not talking to somebody who doesn't understand what it's like or doesn't understand what we're going through. Jesus was our high priest. He understands all of that. He walked this earth. He was human. He came as God and is fully God and fully man, right? So he knows exactly what we're going through. He understands what it's like to be human. He understands what our emotions feel like, what fear feels like, all those things that come against us. Jesus gets it. And it says here in Hebrews, approach the throne, the throne of grace with boldness, with boldness and, and I encourage you to do that. That's what I was doing in the car, man. I was letting it all out. I was not, I was finally weak enough, allowing myself to be weak enough and let down my guard enough to tell the Lord how I really felt about the situation. And, um, like I said, I felt so much better afterwards and you will too. Um, you know, sometimes you guys, you just have to have your pity party. Like I did in the parking lot. You know, I had packed my bags and I went on, A long pity party trip, like I said, for about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes in the car. Sometimes you do. You just have to have that pity party. You have to get it all out. Like it says there in Hebrews chapter four, pour it all out. He understands you have to get it all out so that the Holy Spirit can pour all of God's word and God's truth and God's life and identity back into you. You have to get all that junk out and get rid of it. So that he can fill you up with his truth and his promises and his healing, you know, his words of encouragement. You know, just tell him exactly what you need. Lay it all out there at his feet. Like it says in that verse in the Bible that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You know, we need to exchange our heavy stuff and give it to him and take on his light yoke, his easy burden. He wants to carry the heavy, heavy stuff. You guys we're not built to carry it. We're just not, we're meant to share that with him. We're meant to do that beautiful exchange of giving him all the stuff that's too hard for us. And it's too much for us and letting him strengthen us, letting him pour into us and fill us back up and give us fresh grace and fresh hope for whatever situation we're in. You know, it reminds me so much of all those years. You know, if you've ever heard my testimony, the way I came back to the Lord as an adult was I was going Through really hard times in my marriage, I was really close to getting divorced for the second time. I'd already been married once and divorced when I was really young and I'd gotten remarried. And now this marriage was in trouble and I was really struggling and I started going to church and the Lord promised me that he was going to be with me in my marriage and he was going to bring healing and hope. And he encouraged me to stick with it and to trust him. For my marriage. And I did that, but there were so many days, you guys, especially in those first couple of years of coming back to the Lord and, and really determining that I was going to fight for my marriage. Um, there were so many days that I felt like I was at the end of my rope, just like I did in the car the other day about what's going on with my son. I was really, there were days in my marriage in those early years with the Lord, where I really felt like I couldn't go on another day, it was just too hard. There was too much water under the bridge, too much damage done, too many mistakes made, too much pain, too many wounds. I'm speaking to somebody, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're in that situation right now in your own marriage. And I just want to stop right here and say there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing impossible for God. He, um, He can do everything that he tells you he can do get with the Lord and ask him what, what promises he wants to make to you about your marriage. Ask him what he wants to do in your life and and what truth he wants to speak to you about healing or restoration in your own situation, in your own marriage. Um, that's exactly what he did for me. And so there were those days where I, I just felt like I couldn't go on. Like I said, the the wounds were too deep. There were too many heartaches, too many, too many struggles that just felt impossible to overcome. And on those days, you guys, I would go down in my basement and I would get on my knees in the laundry room on that cement floor and I would just cry out to God, same as I did in my car the other day, let him have it, tell him how I felt, tell him I felt discouraged, tell him I couldn't feel his presence. Where was he? You know, I would throw a fit and say, you promised me you were going to do this. I don't see you in this today. I'm really struggling. I need strength, God. God. And I would just stay down there, you guys, until I poured it all out, like it says in Matthew, and I did the beautiful exchange and let him fill me up with fresh strength and fresh hope for my marriage and my situation and fresh grace. I mean, I needed grace to do what he was asking me to do in my marriage and to stick with it and to not give up and to persevere. And we all need that. We need that grace and the Lord's willing to give it. You know, it says right there in that scripture that we read in Hebrews chapter four to approach the throne of grace with boldness because he wants to give you that fresh grace for your situation. And that's what he did in my marriage. And there were many times you guys that, that I was down there in that laundry room crying out for fresh strength and fresh grace and having my pity party and getting it all out and then letting him refill me back up with his peace and encouragement, you know, and fresh hope. Um, on those days where I just didn't feel strong anymore and I was tired of pretending to be strong. Some of you listening are real tired of pretending to be strong and I get that. And I want to say to you, you don't have to pretend anymore with the Lord. Just stop pretending, just pour it out. Tell him the truth. Let him be strong on your behalf. You know, uh, one of my favorite things that that Paul says in the word, he is talking about, um, it's in Second Corinthians actually chapter twelve verses nine and ten. And I'm just gonna read to it, read you from the Holman Christian Standard Bible version, Second Corinthians twelve, verses nine and ten. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Therefore I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, catastrophes, persecutions. And in pressures because of Christ for when I am weak, then I am strong. And you guys in our weakness, he is strong. I mean, if I could wrap up the whole theme of the show today in one sentence, that's what I would say in our weakness, he is strong. And that's what he did for me in my marriage. You guys, that was gosh, over a decade ago that I was down on the floor in that laundry room. And now my husband and I are about to celebrate 18 years of marriage, 21 years together. And God did do all the things that he said he would do. He's still working, right? God's always doing what he said he would do. And he's always moving on our behalf. And, um, and that's what he's done in my marriage. He's redeemed it. He's restored it. It's better than I could have ever dreamed that it could have been. Um, especially those days that I was down on my knees in the laundry room. So I encourage all you guys that are going through it right now, press into him. Get his promises for your life, for your situation, for your marriage. Um, And just take my testimony, mine and John's testimony, and claim it for yourself and say what God did for them, he'll do for me. Because that's the truth, right? He's no respecter of persons. He will certainly do it again. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So apply the blood of Jesus to your marriage, to your situation, to whatever it is you're going through. And grab onto my testimony of God's faithfulness, of his miracle working power in my life and in my marriage and claim it for yourself and stand on that on those hard days. But like I was saying, in our weakness, he is strong. You know, um, it's not when we're strong, he's strong. It's when we're weak, he is strong. And that's what happened to me in the car the other day in the Walmart parking lot when I was sitting there so poured out at his feet, so wrung out feeling so hopeless and um, despondent and just discouraged. I poured it all out. And in my weakness, he met me there and he strengthened me. And I was able to leave, go in, run my errands at Walmart, my other errands throughout the day. And I was honestly, you guys, I'm not kidding. I'm not just blowing smoke. I had hope and joy by the time I got back home. And I know that's because I gave all that yuck, all that weakness, admitted it all to the Lord and let him be strong on my behalf. I let him fill me up. So have your pity party, but then pack it up and let him fill you with his peace and give you fresh hope and strength and encouragement. You know, um, the enemy loves to keep us discouraged. He wants us to think that our situation always going to be hopeless, that it's never going to change. That's how he wears us down. But remember, it tells us in Philippians, Philippians chapter four, verse 13 We are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things. And and that verse kept coming to me the whole rest of that day. And the next few days that followed, I kept being reminded by the Holy Spirit that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But here's the key, you guys. You have to let him strengthen you. You have to let him strengthen you. You have to remember that in your weakness, he is strong. So don't be like me. Don't wait a whole year with your chin up, trying to be all tough and strong and act like you can do it on your own, because I'm here to tell you that is a long journey and it's all going to wrap around to the same place anyway. So just go ahead and admit to the Lord when you're weary of it and when you're ready, let him come in and fill you with his strength and his peace. You know, those words of encouragement from him, from the Holy Spirit, those scriptures like Philippians 4, 13 and second Corinthians 12, nine and 10. Um, Deuteronomy 31 verse six. Those are all words of encouragement straight from the word, straight from the Holy Spirit, straight from the heart of God for you, but also let your friends and loved ones encourage you. Let other people speak into your life. Let them pray for you. We talk about that on the show all the time. You guys have authentic relationship with people you trust, people that are safe to be in relationship with that, your church and your community, let them speak life to you. Let them encourage you. Just remember in your weakness. He is strong. Don't be at the end of your rope all by yourself. I want to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just pray for everyone listening that that you would strengthen them Lord. that they would be able to pour their heart out to you and you would meet them in that place. God, let them be filled with your peace and your strength and your truth about who you say they are. Lord, And I pray for everybody's marriages and their teenagers and their kids, all the hard situations. God, I thank you for showing up. God. Showing up mighty and strong. thank you for fresh hope, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. We'd love to hear from you at Scandalous Grace at CarlosWanagan.com. Just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan. Please go to Carloswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministry's resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swannagan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to CarlosSwanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.